was in and out throughout the day and I had to wait in hospital from 10 o'clock in the morning until 8 o'clock at night to even have my first scan. I discharged myself so we didn't know it was a stroke. I didn't want to stay in hospital so I, I, I fought to get out and then I ended up having a stroke again the next day. I refused to go to the hospital at the time and went to the doctors and then the doctor says you really need to be in hospital. For a couple of years before the strokes he would have headaches that would bedridden him for weeks at time. A couple of years before his first stroke in November 15 he did have a major headache that had him in bed for three weeks. Dr Durant is a lipids consultant and she was very, very good. She was the one that found out that Aaron had stated on his GP notes that he possibly had a CVA in 2007, and that's the first I knew of it then. But she's found out he has a gene defect. I've got lots of things in the pipeline, hopefully once lockdown and stuff is lifted. I'm joining Stroke Association as an ambassador. My wife is also joining as an ambassador, but we're looking to be a team. So at the hospital, anyone that comes in with stroke, if they want to talk to someone about stroke, then we would be the first port of call. Hello, I'm Mark Goodyear. Welcome to Stroke Stories, the podcast that seeks out and hears from stroke survivors. Each year in Wales, about 7,400 people will have a stroke, and the Stroke Association estimates that there are almost 66,000 stroke survivors living in Wales. Stroke survival is increasing in the UK. Over the last 10 years, deaths caused by stroke have dropped by over 20%. In this episode, we hear from Aaron Milner and his wife Beth from Aberystwyth. Doctors think Aaron first suffered a stroke at the age of 27. I was out of work in college doing a three-year college course in IT because I wanted to get into the IT industry. I was originally a chef. Again, all this started when I was 20. I collapsed with pancreatitis and they found out my cholesterol was 18.10 and my triglyceride was 21.12, which is extremely high. So the strokes I had was ischematic strokes. Basically, my first stroke, which was 9th November 2015, that we know of, we've recently found out that the doctor's put me down when I was 27 I went into hospital with a mysterious thing happening to me and it was put down as suspected stroke but we didn't get told anything about it we found out about two years ago from my lipid specialists so uh, again I had my first one when I was 27 and my first major one I went to bed one night and I woke up in the morning absolutely paralytic and basically my wife was a manager of a store back then and she'd already gone to work at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, I woke up at five. I didn't know what was happening to me but I still managed to get my kids up and ready for school 
and I drove them to school paralytic. I was like that throughout the whole day, in and out, in and out, feeling normal, feeling drunk. And I had to wait in hospital from 10 o'clock in the morning until 8 o'clock at night to even have my first scan. And then two days after that, I had another stroke. I discharged myself, so we didn't know it was a stroke, but uh, I didn't want to stay in hospital, so I I, I fought to get out. And then I ended up having a stroke again. I refused to go to the hospital at the time and went to the doctors, and then the doctor says, you really need to be in hospital. So then I got taken up to the hospital. I was 35 then. And then October 16, I ended up having distortions in my eyes. On my right-hand side of both my eyes, I lost vision. It was like water running down glass, and it had, like, electric eels swimming through it, and it was really weird. And then they gave me an MRI... The first hospital was Hereford Hospital, and then I refused to go back to Hereford Hospital because I was pretty angry that they didn't really let us know what was going on. So I then ended up going to Worcester Hospital, October 16, and July 2017, I had a seizure, which I, again, my brain got blocked again. It's all been ishmatic strokes. There's no, not been any bleeds. And I got diagnosed with post-stroke epilepsy. And then August last year, I was actually on the mend. I was actually going out and starting to eat healthy and posting up my meals and doing bike rides. And I started using my bike as a balance bike to begin with. So I'd push myself along like little kids' balance bikes until I managed to gain some stability. And then it just moved on from there. All my levels were really low back in August last year. I'd almost got rid of my diabetes. Cholesterol levels and triglyceride levels were in normal factors. So again, we don't understand why... I ended up having a stroke and I actually had the stroke when I was on the trials, Koi de Brinin, near Dogeslai. I went down this really difficult part of the course and was celebrating because I managed to do it. Like, And as we were putting the bike back into the van, I started walking and then I just collapsed onto the floor, kneeling up. I was up in Dogeslai at the time and they didn't have a hospital there, just a health clinic. And I had to then get uh, blue-lighted from Dog Eslai to Aberystwyth, where they did a deep thrombosis treatment, which cleared the clot away. Again, my first stroke, I lost my left side. And then the recent stroke I've just had and getting over now was all my right side. So I was in hospital for four days and I practically got let out, and I was on crutches at the time, dragging my right leg behind me. But by tea time, I was walking around like normal. I've been left with my right arm numb, 
I can grip things and stuff, but it feels numb. When I get stressed and anxious, my fingers start feel like they're blowing up like sausages. And then it starts moving up my arm and gets very painful when it hits my elbow. Aaron's always had headaches before the strokes. For a couple of years before the strokes, he would have headaches that would bedridden him for weeks at time. A couple of years before his first stroke in November 15, he did have a major headache that had him in bed for three weeks. He was taken to hospital by ambulance twice. They couldn't find anything, sent him home. He had a GP come out, do a home visit. He had quite a few of episodes like that that we didn't know what was causing them. But obviously now we kind of like know that they must have been clots at the time. He's recently seen, just before a lockdown, back in February, a neurologist who actually happened to be his stroke consultant as well. But he suspects that Aaron has arthritis in his neck and that's why the headaches stem from the back of the neck and they spread up and go around, which then lead on to optical neuralgia type headaches. Aaron's doctor discovered a genetic condition that would make him more vulnerable to strokes. When we moved back to Wales two years ago, he went under Glanguelli and he sees Dr Durant is a lipids consultant and she was very, very good. She was the one that found out that Aaron, it stated on his GP notes that he possibly had a CVA in 2007 and that's the first I knew of it then. But she's found out he has a gene defect, APOE2. He has the pair of them. He also has hyperlipidemia type 3. They're still unsure. Yeah, they're still unsure. With his symptoms, they would have thought he would have had atherosis, but this actually shows no evidence of that. So he is um, a very complex case. When we moved back to Wales, I was referred by the doctor to a Welsh Assembly health exercise. course, exercise course where I would do stretches sitting down because I couldn't really stand that well while I was on a stick. And then I'd progress then to a bit of Tai Chi with it. 16-week programme, yeah. once a week. And you, that helped you? That helped, going to the gym. I've been self-teaching myself food, nutrition. I've changed my diet dramatically. I've become vegetarian, which is helping with my cholesterol levels and my diabetes I have got rid of it now I'm in normal parameters with my sugar levels so again I'm looking to go back to the doctors and start reducing those tablets because I'm having loads of side effects on all the cocktail of tablets I'm on I am looking to hopefully get rid of them all and start natural healing myself with food, I do like apple cider and water drink in the morning. Because, uh, again, this, this gene defect that they found out I've got, it slows down my metabolism. And I'm unable to get rid of the fats in my blood. What helped you? I think at the beginning, Lee was... Yeah, my PA worker, yeah. Having a support worker, and you went to a care farm for all kinds of disabilities and you started carpentry and you actually found out that you actually have to flare for carpentry so yeah. 
having opportunities to try different things, if someone's had a strike, you know, they may feel that the life that they had, they can't do, but it shouldn't be feel like an end. It should be feel like a, a new beginnings. New opportunities should be available for them to be able to try different things that they never know they did, could do or enjoy. And that's what happened to you. You found out you loved carpentry and you've made so many pieces now. So having a support worker and having options to go out, routine. Yeah. Routine is a good a good thing, I think, as well. It helps you a lot. Before this lockdown, I was volunteering in a company called Tia Coid that works on in the forest, maintaining the area for other people to take carpentry courses. I've recently signed up to be, again, Wheels Together is a disability cycling to, uh, you know, people that can't walk or paralyzed, they can pedal with the, their hands. Again, it's not just disability. It could be old people that are looking to get back into it and we just take them out on little rides and stuff. Yeah. I've just passed a course. I'm a, a road leader, so I can take people out with me on bike rides and i've got into mountain biking competitively and again i've got lots of things in the pipeline hopefully once the lockdown and stuff is lifted i'm joining stroke association as a ambassador my wife is also joining as an ambassador but we're looking to be a team so at the hospital anyone that comes in with stroke if they want to talk to someone about stroke, then we would be the first port of call. We would go up to the hospital and sit down and talk with them. And I'm looking to concentrate on the stroke survivor. My wife is looking to support the family, you know, with benefits, what benefits they could get uh, if they can't go back to work. Just given general information and hope. Last year, when I started doing biking and stuff, I was looking to do some charity rides. I was going to do North Wales to South Wales over the Snowdonia Mountains and Brecon Beacons and ending up in Cardiff. But that obviously got put on the back burner because I ended up having a stroke. So again, I'm just rebuilding myself back up again. So in terms of like... No one can say with you your determination. Yeah. Each time you get knocked down, you keep going and getting back up. Yeah. You were told last year by your stroke consultant that unfortunately, due to your conditions, you're going to keep on having strokes. Until no one takes me. Whatever you do with your health, exercise, you could be the fittest and everything, but you still could have another stroke until one takes you and it's going to keep happening that each time you have one you pick yourself back up and yeah dust yourself off and off you go again aaron has complex medical needs and could suffer more strokes in the future but he remains positive and has the full support of a loving family. Still to come on Stroke Stories, Aaron's advice for stroke survivors. It's just keep positive. I've always been positive through it all. I know I'd never get back to what I used to be, but I'm working to, to become better. And Beth on the importance of getting help. 
we've always managed to talk about it when you've lashed out and I I say okay you you probably shouldn't have said that towards me or something like that you know but we are learning it, it is a learning process but I think mainly for families find the help find the support it's there let's hear how Aaron has used Instagram to help his and other survivors recovery and I'm getting loads of questions and stuff about it again you can't really really give definitive uh, information because every stroke is different but I do my best to try and talk them through problems it's like there's a gentleman on my Instagram account he's always asking me about uh, getting on his bike and stuff and I, I just say I, I started off by turning my bike into like a balance bike and then went from there you get a lot of people that say you, you're an inspiration yeah. well done keep going and everything yeah. But you did say when you started your Instagram, you only started it last year when you were doing your biking before your stroke last year. You wished you'd done it from the start. Because, mm. again, most of my Instagram, it doesn't really show me going through the difficulties. It so, just shows the good stuff. Again, it could be a vain thing. I'm, I, I, I don't particularly like having people see me like that. My stroke association support worker is saying you need to both show sides. both sides, you know. So, yeah, there's a couple of videos on there where I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I'd just come off of a ride and I could hardly walk. Then mostly I'm putting, like, what food I'm eating. I've had a few people say it looks really nice, but what is in it? So, again, I'm looking to expand on that and actually start writing ingredients down of what I'm using because I do a lot of juicing. Instagram's helped me a load to sort of be in a routine. Again, I'm posting up my rides with the map and stuff I've done. And Aaron believes it's all about having a good mindset. It's just keep positive. I've always been positive through it all. I know I'd never get back to what I used to be, but I'm working to to become better. My stroke doctor said to me, you're going to keep having them until one takes me, and that dropped me back down into a dark place. So I went to a emotional skills course. Again, I'm still waiting for that to start back up again. I'm now on antidepressants. I fought for ages to not go on antidepressants. But in the end, I was suicidal by last year. I really had enough. And the emotional course helped with that. I've got myself into a, a good good space in my head. Again, it could be down to the, the drugs, but I believe I can still achieve that without the drugs. But yeah, most, most important advice for me is just to try and stay positive. Get yourself on to like my channel or, or look for stroke survivors on instagram follow their stories get some inspiration from other people get yourself involved into instagram because yeah instagram really helped me because it's boosts me it's like ah oh, i need to do this for instagram and i need to do that for instagram and it sort of keeps you going i think for me and when aaron had his first we were in an area where he didn't really have much support like from this stroke association or anything like that so i found out a lot of things myself by going on the internet etc 
if I'd had stroke association support there, that would have been good at the start. I did have some support from occupational therapists that you were seeing at the beginning, but I don't think they realised what it was like. The other thing I would say is, is to family members is don't be scared. When Aaron had his first stroke, he developed, but he still got it now, like facial expressions will change. So when he's tired and fatigued and stuff, his face will screw up and he will sort of like pull funny faces and things like that. But he doesn't realise he's doing it. His own family, his brothers, at the beginning stayed away and they actually openly admitted that they couldn't handle it because he was the big brother, they looked up to him and they couldn't handle seeing him the way he was. But for me, he was still the same person inside. He hadn't changed. That might just be me that, you know, I I chose not to walk away mm. because it's like, this wasn't your fault. Any of the problems, the anger you, you have, I kind of sort of go, okay, he's probably in pain and things like that. But we've always managed to talk about it when you've lashed out. And I, I say, okay, you, you probably shouldn't have said that towards me or something like that, you know. But we are learning. It, it is a learning process. But I think mainly for families, find the help, find the support. It's there. Since 2007, Aaron has suffered several strokes. Despite all the setbacks, he's determined to make a difference to other stroke survivors' lives through his Instagram account and his cycling scheme. Coming up on the next episode of Stroke Stories... I've been incredibly lucky because I haven't had a recurrence and because what happened to me hasn't stopped me doing from 95% of what I was doing before. So in that sense, I've been incredibly lucky. And as a result, it's actually all been positive. Please do subscribe to Stroke Stories on your preferred provider and rate and comment on the episodes you hear and like to help us spread the word. And if you are or you know of a stroke survivor and would like to share a story, please do contact us via Twitter or Instagram. Our DMs are open. The Stroke Stories podcast was produced by Aidan Judd. I'm Mark Goodyear. Thank you for listening. Listener.